Hey friends, welcome to the Glow Getters Podcast. My name's Kayla Fahey Arndt, but you can call me KFA because nobody can say that last name. I teach and inspire leaders to step into their power, productive selves, and unlock their fullest potential. I'm a multi-passionate creative and scientist who climbed to the top of the healthcare leadership ladder by age 28, making six figures as a manager. I share what I've learned that I wish I knew when I landed my first leadership role at age 25. You can find more from me on my Patreon site at patreon.com slash KFA Glowgetters. Okay, now on to the show. Hey, KWK listeners, welcome to this week's podcast. I'm super excited to be recording this for you. This is episode nine. It is the second one of 2019, and the topic this week is leading without formal authority. And you can otherwise think of it as leading with influence. So I know a lot of you out there maybe don't consider yourselves leaders, and you're trying to uh, make things happen at work. Or maybe you do consider yourself a leader, but you don't have any power because you might not have a title. Or in my case, I've been learning a lot about leading by influence because as you move up in different organizations, a common theme that I'm seeing right now, especially in healthcare, is matrix reporting. And so you might have um, responsibilities up and down in your organization, so vertically, and maybe you also have responsibilities horizontally. Um, that also means, so like across a large system or in different, uh, within different groups. Um, and so that means that sometimes you need to influence people or lead people that you may not have as your direct reports. So maybe they don't really report to you back for their performance or um, you're not their direct manager, but maybe you need these people at the table when you're making decisions. So I've been finding that um, I've been really needing to learn how to influence others and really make sure that when I'm trying to negotiate or bring people to the table, how can I have them automatically want to say yes to my ask? How can they not say no, you know, not want to say no? Also, how can you um, kind of show that you're a leader maybe without a position? So informally, you know, how do you project that, hey, I'm a leader, I'm someone who makes things happen, you should listen to me. And I find that there's five really cool and easy things that you can do that you can practice over and over to try to lead without formal authority or lead with your influence. And these are things you can fine tune and tweak. And as you do them more, as you practice, you get better. And this is not to say that I'm perfect at these things. I'm working on these things myself. And I know a lot of my colleagues are too. Um, Just to, you know, put an asterisk on this, I actually listened to a LinkedIn um, learning session on this, and I think the title was actually Leading Without Formal Authority. So I didn't want to say that I'm like stealing their their uh, their lesson, but I'm taking the tidbits that I learned from that lesson and then um, tweaked them and added my own insight. Um, also, I had spoken to a previous boss of mine, and she's one of my mentors, and she's in a position right now where she literally has no direct reports. So when you think about your boss, right, your boss walks into a room and all of a sudden, you know, if they have power, you know, they're your boss, they have power over you in some in some fashion, 
you know, the energy in the room might change. So this is something that I noticed once I became a manager is that, yes, I have a lot of peers that I used to work, you know, arm in arm with, and I wasn't their boss. And now that I am in a, uh, in as their boss, a different role, you know, of course they're like, oh, she's my boss now. And some of that is really good because it's, you know, we have to have that professional relationship. And the other piece of it is that, you know, you might not always have that power over people to make them do things. Also, nor does that feel good. You never really want to use your power to make people do things. That doesn't feel like the leadership that I want. I really want to motivate people and um, get people to where I am or to uh, meet me by giving, showing up every day, giving them value and developing themselves. So I'm hoping that these five tips are really going to help you in whatever line of work that you're doing to be a leader and to be able to step up and grow some skills so that you can show that, you know, what you're saying matters and people, you can bring people with you. So without further ado, let's just dive right in. But first I need a little swig for my coffee cup because this is the Coffee with Kayla podcast. So hold on. All right, here we go. First one is to lead without formal authority, you can listen mindfully and only add value when you speak. So just a little story for you guys. I had a boss at one point who um, was new to our organization. And the first thing I noticed about her was, wow, she's really thoughtful. And when she talks, she really adds value. She only says things that make a huge impact when she talks. So here, here's an example. We would be in a meeting and you know when you get in meetings where there are so many passionate people, right? So like you're all driven and you're motivated and you're excited and everybody around the table is like, yes, and they're throwing out ideas and they're just, everyone's talking over each other and that can be really overwhelming. For me as an extrovert, it gets me really energized, but also does become mentally draining. And so for the people in the room that might be introverted, that might feel just crazy. (laughs) So I know this is something my husband does really well because he's a good listener. So when you're in meetings, what you can do, or when you're in group settings, or say you're having coffee with somebody, just let the other person talk and actively listen. So show that you're listening, you know, give those nonverbal cues, body language, eye contact, nodding, yes, you know, let people know that you're listening and legit listen and listen to understand and not to respond. Okay. So when you're passionate or excited about something and as humans, we all want to make connections. So Someone says something, you're like, yes, me too, and you want to jump right in. But I would challenge you to refrain from doing that. Hold on one second, I got a cough here. Good thing I have my coffee. So, show you're listening, and then actually actively listen to understand, not to respond. Now, the other piece of this is to avoid jumping in or interjecting on the person when you think they might be done, but they might not actually be. Pause before you speak. So when you think they're done, give a second or two. And there could be some dead air, like they're just finishing talking, but just pause before you speak. And one thing you can do is kind of put your hands on the edge of the table 
or clasp your hands together and give yourself a second. And then something that I'm practicing with my team um, right now, because we created some rules for meetings because we're all very passionate, is that we can only, when we respond, we can only ask questions for more understanding. So we're not allowed to comment on what the person said or make assumptions. We're only allowed to ask a question to understand better. So we were finding that in a lot of meetings, we would just kind of assume that we knew what the person was saying and then say something and then find that we all maybe misinterpreted. Or it could be offensive to make assumptions when the person isn't really saying what you think they are. So, you know, listen mindfully and actively and then seek to understand. And people are going to be so impressed with that because they realize you're not putting your own, you know, assumptions on them. And then the second piece of that is only add value to the conversation or only talk when you know you're going to add value. So how do you know if you're going to add value? One is that you may say something that has not been said before, that you're going to ask the group to expand on an idea. So what you can do is acknowledge what someone else has said and say, that is an amazing idea. How can we take it one step further to make it even better? I love that idea. Let's build off of that. How can we go even further? You're going to move your team ahead so well that they're going to be very, very creative at the end of the day. So that's one way to brainstorm with folks and to get people to take it to the next level. So I have an example of this. Um, This has happened a while back to me. So I had been hosting this meeting for a while and someone else on our team was like, I kind of want to join you guys and see if the meeting would be worth my time. Like maybe I should be coming to these meetings. And so I was like, sure, I'll invite you to the next one. Feel free to come. And when that person came to our meeting, they talked during it and made suggestions and they would say things that other people had said, but just like kind of turn it around in a different way. And while I do appreciate that, they were very much a guest at that meeting and they changed the whole culture of that community, of that group of folks that had been meeting. And, you know, afterwards I thought to myself, that person really changed our meeting and they didn't really get to see what it's typically like to know if it's worth them attending. And I do know that a few people said, thanks for coming. We really appreciated your insight. Um, And I, I think that that it was appreciated, but that person, when I thought about what they said, they didn't really add any extra value. They just kind of spun the information. And while that's great to help people understand viewpoints if they're not understood at first, I think it really just drugged out the meeting and made it longer (laughs) and we were less productive. So realize that when you're new to a meeting or you're coming into a community that you're not part of, it's better to be an observer and to really only add value, one, if you're asked to, but then if this is a normal place where you speak, only add value, only speak when you're going to add value. When you start speaking less, people listen to what you have to say more. I know this is hard for some of you because it's hard for me. <laughs> I like to talk. I like to add my viewpoint. I'm okay with silence. I mean, I think seven seconds of silence is tip, uh, perfectly appropriate. I know that um, different leaders say you should always ask a question and allow there to be a little bit of discomfort to get people to start talking. But, um, you know, you don't have to make a comment on every single thing. 
you can reflect. So that's number one. Number two, spend an hour of your week being mentored. So what this really is, is building relationships. And it's not just networking, which I think networking is like meeting people and kind of um, connecting, but it's really developing deep relationships and people that you trust. And you can use this very tactfully. So identify people that you who you would want to be mentored by and then reach out to them and schedule some time for lunch or coffee, maybe like an hour or so. And when you ask them to mentor you, well, first you're not going to directly ask them to mentor you. You're just going to ask if they would be willing to meet up, that you value them for whatever reason. Pick someone who you're excited about. Maybe they you realize they had a great idea in the last meeting or you see them being very successful and you admire them. And then don't just say, I would love to pick your brain <laughs> because leaders are very busy, right? And not that we're all like busy running around like crazy, but we value our time. <laughs> like my time is super important to me. So make it intentional. So ask specifics. Like you could say, hey, I really valued what you had to say at the last meeting about this program that you're implementing at your site. I'm kind of wondering how I could tailor that and take it back to my site. Wondering if you'd like to meet up for coffee for an hour and talk about that. And then I'd love to ask you some questions about what it's like to be a woman woman in leadership. Whatever. It could be very simple. And a lot of people are going to be like, wow, thank you so much for thinking that about me. Sure, I can find a time. So try to be flexible um, and accommodate their schedule and come prepared with questions. Um, So I've been doing this since um, I started scheduling meetings in December for January. And so far I've had uh, three, two or three meetings with people. So I don't always get it on my calendar every week, but I try to um, make space for it. And it's been going really well so far. I And I'm using it tactfully to meet different people in my organization that I maybe knew on the surface level, but really wanted to grow deeper relationships with. This is really powerful because someone who's mentoring you or talking with you they're going to think of you the next time that there's an opportunity to step up or that they want someone else's input, especially if you've impressed them. So this is really networking at a whole new level. Um, If the vibes are going really well during your conversation, you can say, hey, this was really great. Do you think we can do this again, maybe on a regular schedule? And honestly, before I've been able to say that with uh, two of the people I've uh, basically not don't want to say interviewed, but um, met up with, they're like, hey, we should do this again. So I think the feeling's mutual. I think people, they don't feel like they're being your mentee if you're also giving them value and sharing back and forth. So it ends up being kind of a mutual thing. So make time on your calendar for mentorship because you don't know when one opportunity is going to end or close or maybe you're, you're in an existing opportunity and something else opens up and someone reaches out to you and says, I had that coffee with Kayla and she had these great ideas and I'm thinking about her for this new opportunity. Like that feels good. So I think knowing people is really important to be able to lead without formal authority. People are going to think about you and they're going to teach you something. You're going to give them value back. So make time on your calendar and just... Um, 
realize like people are busy and do value their time. So you might not be able to get it on the books for two, three weeks. So reach out to people early on. And then if someone doesn't respond to you, um, but you think, you know, they, they'd still be a great person, just follow up because a lot of leaders get a lot of emails <laughs> or a lot of text messages. So just be direct and, and see if they're willing and, and let them know you appreciate their time. All right. Third thing is to ask for specific feedback from people. So when you're a leader and you you want to develop your skills to you want to develop your technical skills and to be a subject matter expert in whatever area you're working, but you also need to have soft skills. And soft skills include things like communication, prioritization, leadership, um, being innovative, working well in teams, strategic decision making, stuff like that. And you maybe you're giving a presentation or you're writing a paper or whatever it is, you want to know that what you have is solid. And so ask people that you really appreciate and value if they can give you some feedback. And what you really want to do is instead of being very general, you want to be specific with your ask. So, hey, can you review this report for me and let me know what you think? That's probably not going to get you great feedback and it's not going to improve your soft skills. But, and, and honestly, if someone is values their time and is busy as a leader, they're going to be like, I don't really know what they want. And they're just going to like flag it in their email and they won't get back to you. <laughs> so you may say, hey, I've been really working on my strategic you know, decision making or I've been really working on whatever it is. Can you review this section of my paper and see what you think and let me know? Or can you give me some feedback on how well I've done X in this plan? You can even ask them like based on your experience and have them relate it back to something that they can really understand um, in terms of their expertise. And I'll give you a story. So I had presented this presentation like mm, probably five or six times in front of my boss and really important people um, at various board meetings until my boss said to me in a meeting with my peers and it was totally comfortable, but she said, can I give you some feedback on this slide? And I was like, it caught me off guard because I was like, oh, okay. And so I said, sure. And she's like, when you say, you know, it costs us this much money, blah, 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 this is what I think of. And I don't know if that's really the point that you're trying to get across. It might be clear if you do X. I forget what it was. And I was like kind of upset because I wish that I had gotten that feedback sooner. I was very happy she had given it to me, but I was like, wow, I've presented this so many times in front of her. And only now is she telling me this. I could have improved this so much sooner. I had blinders on because I've been giving this presentation multiple times. And so um, you don't know what you don't know. And so you don't always realize when you can ask for feedback. But I would say if there's someone you value um, in specific areas that you might not always be comfortable in, like for example, that was a finance slide. I hadn't really dabbled too much in that. Ask someone you feel who knows about that um, to give you specific feedback. And then on the flip side, I would say as 
a leader leading without formal authority, you can also give people feedback. Um, you don't have to be their boss to give people feedback. So you can give a peer, so your peers feedback, you can give your boss feedback. Um, feedback seems really scary, but it's actually great because as a leader, you want to develop people. And when you help other people, they're going to start coming to you from help, for help. So when you're offering to give help, they're going to start to think of you more often. So how do you give feedback? So feedback should really focus on the behavior and then the outcome, but it should also focus on the future and not the past because you can't change the past, right? So you would say something like, here's positive feedback. When you give an awesome presentation and use visuals, our clients have an easier un time understanding what the ask is and you've made an amazing sale. Keep doing that for the next meeting. I'm so excited to see your next slide deck. That would be some positive feedback, you know? So when you do this behavior, this thing happens and for future, you should keep doing that. Some constructive or negative feedback would be when you are too specific in your ask, the clients don't always see the big picture and might not be as interested. For your next presentation, maybe broaden the scope and see what and ask me what you, what I think about it before you present it. I don't know. I kind of stumbled over that because I was just making it up now. But you know, when you do this, this happens. Next time, try this because then the person's going to learn about what to do. It's not very helpful to just say like. When you don't give the correct sales figures, people don't want to, you know, whatever, join us. And now you've lost clients. That sucks. You know, I don't know. I'm just making this up. So really focus on the behaviors, what happens at, because of the behaviors, and then the future. And people are going to be super excited. Um, when you're doing it peer-to-peer, -peer, it can be a lot more conversational, like, you can use tone that's more conversational. It can be a little bit less direct, but try to steer your friends in the right direction or your peers or your coworkers in the right direction. They may just not have thought about it in the same way that you have. Or you'll find they're, they're saying something or they're doing, doing a behavior because they're thinking about it in a specific way. And then you can give them more feedback and say, oh, that's really not how I interpreted it. Okay, I'm so glad I talked to you and learned. Here's how I might make that point to come across better. So again, it's listening mindfully and, and asking more for understanding and then giving feedback where it applies. Okay, so number four is influence others by your expertise and your influence skills. So I kind of alluded to this before. So to lead without formal authority, you might have to influence people to get them to um, make decisions or do certain things. And so you can do that in two ways. The first way is to be the subject matter expert. So if you know something really well, you're like, I went to school for this, I know it, like I've practiced this so many times. When someone has uh, needs help with a certain thing that you're really good at, offer to help them and give clear actionable, constructive feedback to people, you know, using your expertise because they're going to really value what you have to say. The other thing is use your influential skills um, like uh, 
you know, showing that you have skills that can translate across different fields. So for example, if you're going to negotiate, your influence skills may be that you're really good at communicating, so you're going to go around to all the different people that you know need to be at the table to make the decision and talk to them and really rally them before you have the big meeting. So part of being an influencer is getting people to see your side or whatever side you need them to see and leading them there. And then when you get them at the table, you don't have to worry that they're going to go the other way. You already know that they're going to vote your way. So this is kind of like, think about like the, the whip for the, um, uh, in Congress, you know, the, he, they have to go around and gather the votes. And then when it's time to vote, if, you know, they have to know if they have all the votes, right? So that's one way to influence people. Um, I think relating to people and trying to understand everybody's different um, lens or vision can really help you make connections. So if you're going out, being mentored, you're growing your network, you're giving people feedback, you're, you're offering to help them, you can say, hmm, that's interesting. So-and-so is doing this, and so-and-so in, in our network kind of on the other side is doing this, and make connections, and maybe even say, you guys are working on the same things. I wonder if you should pair up. I know this happens a lot in healthcare where we work in silos and we're trying to break those down. So part of my matrix, our matrix leadership structure that I'm working in is trying to make connections so that we can share um, different processes and policies so that we don't have to all be recreating the wheel in all our different silos. We're really all working together. So influencing people by being the subject matter expert and offering help, but then also using some of your more soft skills like communicating or connecting the dots with folks, listening, um, team leadership to influence people to be on the same side. All right, the fifth thing is being a continuous learner. So Learning never stops, especially when you're in fields that keep advancing, like I'm giving the healthcare example. Um, leadership is always evolving. So the idea to lead without formal authority or through influence is something that's new to me. I, I would say a while back for managers, it used to be like, you'd tell your direct reports, this is what we do, and they would do it. And now it's really about people and, you know, bringing them with you and, um, you know, of course, you have to be authoritative sometimes, but that's only saved for certain times. For the most part, you're going to want to be really collaborative. So working on your soft skills by listening to different podcasts, going on LinkedIn learning, you can sign up for, I think it's like free 30 days and watch a bunch of classes. That's really helpful. Um, you know, get some, get books, read, ask your peers and then these are things you can learn through being mentored. So learning about leadership styles, learning how to prioritize, learning how to communicate um, both written and speaking. Um, a really good soft skill to have is, and, and maybe this is hard skill and, and vertical skill in some um, jobs, but I think it applies to a lot of different fields, is project planning and execution. So implementing something, um, planning for it, and then implementing it. Um, creating communication strategies. I know there's a big gap right now in my organization. We're trying to figure out like, how do we get all this information top down and down up? Um, there's a lot of information and a lot of different levels of leadership. How do I tailor my message to different people so that I can influence people um, in different ways? 
because not everybody talks the same, not everybody cares about the same topics. Um, quality improvement initiatives, I would argue, is a soft skill. Um, knowing the different quality tools, being able to apply those to lots of different situations. So I could do a whole podcast on these different skills that could apply across different disciplines, but you know some of the things that you might need in your field. Um, you need to reach out and keep learning no matter at what stage you are as an adult. Um, another one I thought of that my boss had told me, she was like, I think you need to take sales training. And I'm like, okay, I'm a laboratory scientist. She's like, yeah, but as an influencer, it, it would be good to know some of those skills. So, okay, that's a great idea. So I think the next training I'm going to do is sales. So you never know uh, what opportunities can come your way. So when you think about leading without formal authority, you've got to have lots of tools in your back pocket. So just as summary, number one, listen mindfully and only speak when you add value. And then on a weekly basis, schedule one hour for mentorship. Three, ask people for specific feedback on your work and learn from that. Four, influence others with informal authority by being either the subject matter expert or offering your help by sharing some of your influence through soft skills. And then five, continuously learn different soft skills that can apply horizontally in different disciplines or across your organization like leadership, prioritization, or communication. All right, well, thank you so much for listening, Coffee with Kayla podcast listeners, KWKs. I'm super excited to have presented this for you. I hope this helps both leaders that are just starting out in their organization or leaders who have been um, working in a leadership, specific leadership role for a long time. Let me know what you think about the podcast. I'm going to throw it up on my Instagram stories, and I'll also have it on my website, truelyandonline.com. All right, I hope you have a great week. Talk soon. Whoa, that went by way too fast. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Glow Getters Podcast. You can get the bonus content for this podcast at my Patreon site at www.patreon.kfaglowgetters. And also you can check me out on Instagram at Kayla Fahey Arndt. All right, everyone, until next time, be a light in the world. Talk to you soon.